0: Deuteronomy chapter 19, laws concerning manslaughter. When the Lord your God destroys the nations whose land he is about to give you, and you dispossess them and settle in their cities and houses, you must set apart for yourselves three cities in the middle of your land that the Lord your God is giving you as a possession. You shall build a roadway and divide into thirds the whole extent of your land that the Lord gave you is providing as your inheritance. Anyone who kills another person should flee to the closest of these cities. Now this is the law pertaining to the one who flees there in order to live. If he has accidentally killed another without hating him at the time of the accident. Suppose he goes with someone else to the forest to cut wood and when he raises the axe to cut the tree the axe head flies loose from the handle and strikes his fellow worker so hard he dies. The person responsible may flee to one of these cities to save himself Otherwise, the blood avenger will chase after the killer in the heat of his anger, eventually overtake him and kill him, though this is not a capital case since he did not hate him at the time of the accident. Therefore, I am commanding you to set apart for yourself three cities. If the Lord your God enlarges your borders as he promised your ancestors and gives you all the land he pledged them, and then you are careful to observe all these commandments I am giving you today, namely to love the Lord your God and always walk in his ways, then you must add three more cities to these three. You must not shed innocent blood in your land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, for that would make you guilty. However, suppose a person hates someone else and stalks him, attacks him, kills him and then flees to one of the cities. The elders of his own city must send for him and remove him from there to deliver him over to the blood avenger to die. You must not pity him, but purge from Israel the guilt of shedding innocent blood, so that it may go well with you. Laws Concerning Witnesses You must not encroach on your neighbour's property, which will have been defined in the inheritance you will obtain in the land, and the Lord your God is giving you. A single witness may not testify against another person for any trespass or sin he commits. A matter may be legally established only on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If a false witness testifies against another person and accuses him of a crime, then both parties to the controversy must stand before the Lord, that is, before the priests and judges who will be in office in those days. The judges will thoroughly investigate the matter, and if the witness should prove to be false and to have given false testimony against the accused, you must do to him what he had intended to do to the accused. In this way you will purge the evil from among them. The rest of the people will hear and become afraid to keep uh, doing such evil amongst you. You must not show pity. The principle will be a life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, and a foot for a foot. Deuteronomy chapter 20, laws concerning war with distant enemies. When you go to war against your enemies, And see chariotry and troops who outnumbered you. Do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt, is with you. As you move forward for battle, the priest will approach and will say to the soldiers, Listen Israel, today you are moving forward to do battle with your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted. Do not fear and tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you to fight on your behalf against your enemies to give you victory. Moreover, the officers are to say to the troops, who among you has built a new house and not dedicated it? He may go home lest he die in battle and someone else dedicate it. Or who among you has planted a vineyard and not benefited from it? He may go home lest he die in battle and someone else benefit from it. Or who among you has become engaged to a woman but has not married her? He may go home lest he die in battle and someone else marry her. In addition, the officers are to say to the troops, who among you is afraid and faint-hearted, he may go home so that he will not make his fellow soldiers' hearts as fearful as his own. Then when the officers have finished speaking, they must appoint unit commanders to lead the troops. When you approach a city to wage war against it, offer it terms of peace. If it accepts your terms and submits to you, all the people found in it will become your slaves.' If it does not accept terms of peace, but makes war with you, then you are to lay siege to it. The Lord your God will deliver it over to you, and you must kill every single male by the sword. However, the woman, little children, cattle, and everything else in the city, all its plunder, you may take for yourselves as spoil. You may take from your enemies the plunder that the Lord your God has given you. This is how you are to deal with all those cities located far from you, that those that do not belong to those nearby nations. Laws concerning war with Canaanite nations. As for the cities of those people that the Lord your God is going to give you as an inheritance, you must not allow a single living there, uh, thing to survive. Instead, you must utterly annihilate them, the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites, just as the Lord your God has commanded you so that they cannot teach you All the abhorrent ways they worship their gods, causing you to sin against the Lord your God. If you besiege a city for a long time while attempting to capture it, you must not chop down its trees. For you may eat fruit from them and should not be cut down. A tree in the field is not human, that you should besiege it. However, you may chop down any tree you know is not suitable for food and you may use it to build siege works against the city that is making war with you until that city falls. Deuteronomy chapter 21, laws concerning unsolved murder. If a homicide victim should be found lying in a field in the land the Lord your God is giving you, and no one knows who killed him, your elders and judges must go out and measure how far it is to the cities in the vicinity of the corpse. Then the elders of the city near that corpse must take from the herd a heifer that has not been worked, that has never pulled with a yoke, and bring the heifer down to the wadi with flowing water, to a valley that is neither ploughed nor sown. There at the Wadi they are to break the heifer's neck. Then the Levitical priests will approach, for the Lord your God has chosen them to serve him, and to pronounce blessings in his name, and to decide every judicial verdict. And all the elders of that city, nearest the corpse, must wash their hands over the heifer whose neck was broken in the valley. Then they must proclaim, Our hands have not spilt this blood, nor have we witnessed the crime, Do not blame your people Israel, whom you redeemed, O Lord, and do not hold them accountable for the bloodshed of an innocent person. Then atonement will be made for the bloodshed. In this manner you will purge the guilt of innocent blood from among you, for you must do what is right before the Lord. Laws Concerning Female Captives When you go out to do battle with your enemies, and the Lord your God allows you to prevail, and you take prisoners— If you should see among them an attractive woman whom you wish to take as a wife, you may bring her back to your house. She must shave her head, trim her nails, discard the clothing she was wearing when captured, and stay in your house, lamenting for her father and mother for a full month. After that you may sleep with her and become her husband and she your wife. If you are not pleased with her, then you must let her go where she pleases. You cannot in any case sell her. You must not take advantage of her, since you have already humiliated her. Laws Concerning Children Suppose a man has two wives, one of whom he loves more than the other, and they both bear him sons, with the firstborn being the child of the less loved wife. In the day he divides his inheritance, he must not appoint as firstborn the son of the favourite wife in place of the other wife's son, who is actually the firstborn. Rather, he must acknowledge the son of the less loved wife as firstborn and give him the double portion of all he has. For that son is the beginning of his father's procreative power. To him should go the right of the firstborn. If a person has a stubborn, rebellious son who pays no attention to the father or mother and they discipline him to no avail, his father and mother must seize him and bring him to the elders at the gate of the city. They must declare to the elders of his city, Our son is stubborn and rebellious and pays no attention to what we say. He is a glutton and a drunkard. Then all the men of the city must stone him to death. In this way you will purge wickedness from among you, and all Israel will hear about it and be afraid. Disposition of criminals remains. If a person commits a sin punishable by death and is executed, and you hang the corpse on a tree, his body must not remain all night on the tree. Instead, you must make certain you bury him the same day. For the one who is left exposed on the tree is cursed by God. You must not defile your land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. Deuteronomy chapter 22, laws concerning preservation of life. When you see your neighbor's ox or sheep going astray, do not ignore it. You must return it without fail to your neighbour. If the owner does not live near you or you do not know who the owner is, then you must corral the animal at your house and let it stay with you until the owner looks for it, then you must return it to him. You shall do the same to his donkey, his clothes or anything else your neighbour has lost and you have found. You must not refuse to get involved. When you see your neighbor's donkey or ox fallen along the road, do not ignore it. Instead, you must make sure to help get the animal on its feet again. A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor should a man dress up in woman's clothing, for anyone who does this is offensive to the Lord. If you happen to notice a bird's nest along the road, whether in a tree or on the ground, and there are chicks or eggs with the mother bird sitting on them, you must not take the mother from the young. You must be sure to let the mother go, but you may take the young for yourself. Do this so that it may go well with you, and you will have a long life. If you build a new house, you must construct a guardrail around your roof to avoid being culpable in the event someone should fall from it. Illustrations of the Principle of Purity You must not plant your vineyard with two kinds of seed, otherwise the entire yield, both the seed of your plant and the produce of the vineyard, will be defiled. You must not plough with an ox and a donkey harnessed together. You must not wear clothing made with wool and linen meshed together. You shall make yourself tassels for the four corners of the clothing you wear. Purity in a marriage relationship. Suppose a man marries a woman, sleeps with her, and then rejects her, accusing her of impropriety and defaming her reputation by saying, I married this woman, but when I approached her for marital relations, I discovered she was not a virgin. Then the father and mother of the young woman must produce the evidence of virginity for the elders of the city at the gate. The young woman's father must say to the elders, I give my daughter to this man and he was rejected her. Moreover, he has raised accusations of impropriety by saying, I discovered your daughter was not a virgin, but this is the evidence of my daughter's virginity. The cloth must be spread out before the city elders. The elders of the city must then seize the man and punish him. They will find him one hundred shekels of silver and give him to the young woman's father, for the man who made the accusation ruined the reputation of an Israelite virgin. Then she will become his wife, and he will never divorce her as long as he lives. But if the accusation is true and the young woman was not a virgin, the men of the city must bring the young woman to the door of her father's house and stone her to death, for she has done a disgraceful thing in Israel, by behaving like a prostitute, while living in a father's house. In this way you will purge the evil from among you. If a man is discovered in bed with a married woman, both the man lying in the bed and the woman and the woman herself must die. In this way you will purge the evil from Israel. If a virgin is engaged to a man and another man meets her in the city and goes to bed with her, you must bring the two of them to the gate of the city and stone them to death. The young woman, because she did not cry out, through in the city and the man because he violated his neighbor's fiance in this way you will purge evil from among you but if a man came across an engaged woman in a field and overpowered her and raped her then only the rapist must die you must do anything you must not do anything to the young woman she has done nothing deserving of death this case is the same as when someone attacks another person and murders him for the man met her in the field and the engaged woman cried out but there was no one to rescue her. Suppose a man comes across a virgin who is not engaged and takes her and sleeps with her, and they are discovered. The man who has slept with her must pay her father 50 shekels of silver, and she must become his wife, because he has humiliated her. He may never divorce her as long as he lives. A man may not worry his father's former wife, and in this way dishonour his father." Psalm 6, for the music director to be accompanied by stringed instruments according to the Sheminar style, a psalm of David. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your raging fury. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am frail. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. I am absolutely terrified, and you, Lord, how long will this continue? Relent, Lord, rescue me. Deliver me because of your faithfulness, for no one remembers you in the realm of death. In Sheol, who gives you thanks? I am exhausted as I groan. All night long I drench my bed with tears. My tears saturate the cushion beneath me. My eyes grow dim from suffering. They grow weak because of all my enemies. Turn back from me all who behave wickedly, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my appeal for mercy. The Lord has accepted my prayer. They will be humiliated and absolutely terrified. All my enemies will turn back and be suddenly humiliated. Luke chapter 10, the mission of the 72. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Go, I am sending you out like lambs surrounded by wolves. Do not carry a money bag, a traveler's bag or sandals and greet no one on the road. Whenever you enter a house, first say, may peace be on this house. And if a peace loving person is there, your peace will remain on them. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in that same house, eating and drinking what they give you, for the worker deserves his pay. Do not move around from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and the people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in that town and say to them, The kingdom of God has come upon you. But whenever you enter a town and the people do not welcome you, go into the streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off against you. Nevertheless know this, the kingdom of God has come. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon in the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be thrown down to Hades. The one who listens to you listens to me, and the one who rejects you rejects me, and the one who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Then the seventy-two returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. So he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions, and on the full force of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names stand written in heaven. On that same occasion, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your gracious will. All things have been given to me by the Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son decides to reveal him. And Jesus turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Parable of the Good Samaritan Now, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you understand it? The expert answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But the expert, wanting to justify himself to Jesus, said, And who is my neighbour? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him up and went off, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down the road, but when he saw the injured man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came up to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, who was travelling, came to where the injured man was, and when he saw him, he felt compassion for him. He went up to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring olive oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever else you spend, I will repay when I come back this way. Which of these three do you think became a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers. The expert in religious law said, the one who showed mercy to him. So Jesus said to him, go and do the same. Jesus and Martha. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman called Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he said. But Martha was distracted with all the preparations she had to make. So she came up to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. Mary has chosen the best part. It will not be taken away from her.